the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. back and remember we have a short show today it's abbreviated it ends in a half an hour so if you have any questions you've got to get them in quick i was just trying to fix my iphone which is broke so if you call me know that it rings doesn't really ring okay so i guess that's a good thing right uh, i have a question and uh i know steve i think had a hard time getting connection he should be with us in a quick moment and this was from somebody in manhattan what's mortgage insurance uh i never heard of it before uh can anybody get mortgage insurance please explain ace you want to tell them what that is so basically for folks that are looking to put less than 20 percent down banks want to know that at least consumers are putting 20 percent down so for example if I was going to get a mortgage and I was planning on putting 10% down, then the bank would, would require that consumer to get mortgage insurance for the other 10%. So that way it's insured, you're putting 20% down, the bank feels comfortable, and basically mortgage insurance, depending on your credit, your income, you know, usually the percentage is, is really not that much higher than, than taking out a regular loan, but you know it is an insurance that you'll pay additional um, but you only in your pay monthly it to, payment. So, but you only pay it. It's called a lot of times private mortgage insurance. But private it's mortgage only, insurance, exactly. Right, but you only pay it like once you reach the twenty percent or the amount you're supposed to put down, it stops, doesn't it? It stops Not exactly, Dottie. So you're only paying it during the time period that you're putting less than 20%. What I've learned over the years. Uh, And and Dottie, for our listeners, if you want to avoid paying private mortgage insurance, you can do what we call an 80-10-10, which means that you can put 10% down, and instead of taking out a private mortgage insurance for the other 10%, you can actually take out a home equity line of credit for 10% and then take out our first mortgage for 80%. So. Right. And again, that's why you really, really need to sit you know, with someone with Ace, someone at Citizens, listen to the show, we stream it, uh, and really get answers and be informed. We, because it really saves people so much money, they don't realize how much it could save you over the years. And so that's another option if you're putting less than 20% down. And now I'm glad to say we have a Steve, which I promised you was early on the show. And Steve, as I said, 
is the real estate editor of the New York Post and a columnist. He knows this city from ground up. He writes a wonderful column about New York and also does a hysterical podcast on the New York Post website called Cut the BS. Hi, Steve. Hey, Dottie. Promises, promises. Promise your, promised everybody, Steve. Well, here I am. <laughs> oh, well, hey, we're, we're glad. Great to be Are on you, the show. It's great to have you. And uh, is it cold in New York? I'm, I, I actually was not warm in, in Florida. It, it was cold. But it's now warm today. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was only, what, 75 degrees yesterday? No, it was freezing. It was cold. That's, it was that's like cruel. 50. That's got to be cruel, man. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, well, you know, I'm not, the, I'm, I'm not the real estate I'm, editor of the New York Post. I'm a real know, estate columnist. I know, uh, I know but, you're a columnist, um, but you know, you're like the editor, okay? <laughs> oh, uh, someday, so maybe. Listen, the Post is an institution. And everyone reads the post. I mean, you know, just everybody. everybody does. Even people who say they don't, they everybody reads it. You know what? When I first and they steal from us. The, they steal from us blind. All the other newspapers, TV stations, uh, all the websites, blogs—they all steal from us. Take our stories. And I make believe them. they do. I believe they do. And <laughs> I have to say this: when I started at Douglas Elm, which is I don't be seventeen years ago, people would say, "Oh yeah, but people really read the post." I was the first person, I believe, that started advertising very high-end listings in the Post mm-hmm. uh, years ago. And everyone followed, and everybody reads it. And now I don't think people are I, – I don't think people hide reading it. I think everybody reads it. And they're not – and they say it. It's a great – it's a great, great – I mean, I, 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 I couldn't live without that. <coughs> and Anyhow, I'll tell you, we, we love real estate advertising because – you know, the, we carry so much real estate advertising. It's amazing. I, it, it, obviously, uh, Elliman, uh on the commercial side, uh, SL Green buys ads opposite my column uh, just about every week. It's an amazing thing. Well, yeah. And, you know, I mean, again, no one can predict the future. But, the, you know, I've lived through there's going to be no real estate. There'll be no real estate agents. The Internet will take everything over. There'll be no advertising. Uh, It'll just be online. And truthfully... None of all the above was true. Everything just changes in a little way, and people like different things and like to read things differently. How about your blog? Um, well, I'm sorry, what blog is that, Dot? Don't you do a blog? Um, no, uh, I, I don't. I, maybe someday, but podcast. no, I don't. You do a podcast, though, no? No, I don't do a regular podcast. I do a number of things. that are, I do a number of digital things, though. I, I'm in a lot of videos, New York Post videos, on different topics, but they usually have more to do with things like food and restaurants and, and, and you know, bike lanes rather, uh, rather than uh, real estate. And uh, I, I appear on a lot of podcasts. People are always asking me to be on podcasts. Uh, uh, I remember doing one out of Brooklyn a while ago. Um, uh, lots of radio. And, um, and I, I would love to do a full-time blog kind of thing on many subjects. Um, but I don't have, uh, I don't have time. Yeah. That's like, I mean, that's really full time. I mean, they tell me to do, I'm like, you have to have time to do that. I mean, that's really a full time. Yeah. For, if, if it's going to be any good, it's a full time thing. And, and you, you know, in terms of booking talent and getting people on and all that kind of stuff, you know, right now, I mean, uh, uh, the New York post pays my salary. <laughs> and, um, I think that in exchange for this salary and, and wonderful benefits, I think I should, you know, I should be there for the New York Post uh, before <laughs> before I get involved in other ventures. I absolutely agree. 
But as I said, you, 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 you're versed in a lot of different areas, and the Post is the Post. I, 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 don't, I don't know anyone who doesn't read it, okay? I, <laughs> but in anyhow, you uh, have said that uh, Rockville Center, that Christmas at Rockville Center will be more crowded than ever. Uh, yeah, well, that was about a week ago. The headline, <clears throat> you, you perhaps read the, 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 the online version of that story, and the headline didn't give the right impression of the story. The headline said oh. something like, yeah, Rock Center will be more crowded than ever. That's not what the column was about. The column was about, you know, the city and the NYPD came up with this new traffic plan where in order to make it easier for people to get to and from the tree safely, they closed the 49th and 50th streets between 5th and 6th avenues to auto traffic. And so we had a news story about that, about, you know, how it worked and all that. And I did a sidebar with it saying that um, the it's all barricades. I mean, maybe it's a good idea in theory and maybe it'll help people, you know, be able to see the tree, you know, more easily than Please. they could in years past. But if you walk around any not only Rockefeller Center, Dottie, but anywhere nearby in that, you know, 6th Avenue, 5th Avenue, down to 42nd Street. And I work there. I work at 6th Avenue and 47th Street um, where News Corp is. And it's all barricades. It's like a, I think I said it, was, it looks like a yard sale for barricades. There's wooden barricades, steel barricades, um, uh, you know, the ones that look like bicycle racks, um, concrete you know, blocks right in the middle of the sidewalk. And it's not, it's really not, uh, you know, conducive to a festive holiday atmosphere. No, uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, and I don't live too far away. And I thought is, oh, that is really going to make traffic even worse, which right now, when people <laughs> say, oh, don't you go downtown? I said, nobody goes anywhere. It could take an hour sometimes. It's insane. Um, anybody, anybody who drives, I understand that, you know, deliveries have to be made. People, not everybody has access to, or some people can't use the subways, all that kind of thing. Uh, but anybody who drives through anywhere near Midtown these days huh. is simply out of, they've taken leave of their senses. And it amazes me. You get into a cab. You know, the cab drivers wonder, oh, Uber is killing us. Well, there are a lot of reasons for that. One reason is that the cab drivers, the yellow cab drivers, have no idea what they're doing. And I've been in cabs the last couple of weeks out of dire necessity where you have these drivers who it seems like they didn't know that there's a Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center and that millions of people go there and that, the, and that certain blocks are closed to traffic. It's like they're hearing about this for the first time. And then they say, oh, I can't go this way. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. If it's not too freezing out, that's why you'll see people walk. The city's a walking city. Many times it's just faster. It's easier to walk. It's just gotten to be like I live in Midtown, and it's kind of crazy. And I think it kind of ruins. I mean, I think New York is so beautiful during Christmas and the holidays <laughs> and the stores. But, goodness, it is. Look, I, I, love, I love Christmas in New York, at least in theory, and I, I love the crowds, and I love the lights, and, you know, it's part of what makes the city special and different from, from anywhere else and, and makes Manhattan different from, from anywhere else. You don't see this in Brooklyn. Um, and um, the, but it, it, it's, it's become so popular at the holidays. You've got, and because the city, you know, is safe now, 
you've got these huge crowds that sort of <clears throat> they sort of move like a giant, you know, lizard, you know, between <laughs> Times Square and, and, and like a giant Gila monster between Times Square and, and Rockefeller Center. And I know this because, <clears throat> excuse me, they, you know, they're right in front of my building, 1211 Sixth Avenue, which is between 47th and 48th. So starting around Thanksgiving every year, if I leave the building at 6, 7, 8 o'clock, Sixth Avenue, Sixth Avenue used to be quiet. Sixth Avenue Not used anymore. to be boring and deadly and, you know, 9 to 5. That was a long time ago. And now there's a stampede of people. And there are a lot of good reasons for that. There, Sixth Avenue is a thousand times better. <clears throat> Here's another subject I wrote about last week than it once was. We've got restaurants, uh, stores. Uh, it's a media center with all the TV studios, including, uh, you know, NBC. Well, of course, they've been there for a long time, but it's, it's, it's newer than it was. You know, there's a Jimmy Fallon entrance on, on, on uh, the Sixth Avenue side, which didn't exist in years past. We have Fox News Channel in the building where I work. So you've got crowds coming to look, you can see through the, you know, into the studio. There's a, um, what is it? AB, you get the idea. And <clears throat> a lot of these people have never come to New York before. They're seeing it for the first time. They don't move. They stand there, <laughs> you know, they're immobile in the street when I'm trying to get somewhere. And it gets frustrating. Don't you get frustrated? Plus, plus well, yes. And I don't live far from Trump. So uh, that's another. Sorry. Uh, that's another. Uh, th those roads are all closed off. I mean, so sometimes. Oh, around Trump really, Tower, it's a horror show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I feel bad for the retailers also because it's you know just hard to get to anything, but so be it. Uh, still, the city's a city. I just uh, hopefully my uh, I I have not disciplined myself to do a blog because it's too much time. But I do on my social media say New York City. Watch out. Cut the taxes. It's enough. Okay? We just <laughs> well, let me ask you this. You're in Florida right now, are you? Well, I don't live here, no. I'm no, just, no, but we, that's where you are too. now, right? Yes, yes. You're in my yes. – okay. Do you, do you believe that it's true, you know, all these stories about, oh, everybody's leaving New York State, New York City, and they're all moving to Florida I mean, because of the taxes? Now, I understand the reason, you know, behind that, and, and – and, but I think the coverage is, is exaggerated wildly because, you know, I've seen stories in the Wall Street Journal, for example, very recently, saying that the Miami area residential brokers are saying, we're dying down here. Where are all these billionaires from New York? We're not seeing it. We've got gobs of unsold apartments. Now, obviously, this has more to do with, I think, oversupply than anything else. But <clears throat> what, what do you think about this? I couldn't agree with you. Well, I think there's a bunch of factors, and I do think it's exaggerated. I do think, though, that, one, the baby boomers, who are probably the oldest ones, are about 75-ish now. As they get older, they don't like cold weather, okay? So that's just a fact. And oh, really? Them, you think so, okay? huh? <laughs> and, and a lot of them have been coming to Florida, you know, here and there for a lot of time. And so some of them, if they don't have to be in New York, maybe are coming full time. I do think taxes do have something to do with it. Uh, I don't think it's the, uh, I don't think it's the, the property tax deduction because if you're a millionaire, I don't think the $10,000 cap will kill you. Right. But I think, I think if they put the Pierre's hair tax every year, that will be, uh, that'll, that'll hurt. I also think a lot of foreign money dried out. You know, people got money out a lot easier. 
years back. And that's in Florida also. As far as Miami, uh, Miami, just like in New York, the only thing they built was very, very high-end products. If you build anything that's a normal price, I'm not saying cheap, that's mid-road or high-middle, you'll sell out in two seconds. It's the inventory that was built was all high-end. Yeah, it's the the oligarch inventory, right? And we're running out of oligarchs. Yeah, um, and then Uh you look at the millennials, and who knows what they'll be like 20 years from now, but if you look at trends for millennials, they they want nice finishes, but they want to be near cities, and they don't necessarily want mansions. I thought the millennials, they're living home in, in the basement with mommy and daddy, right? Well, they're now getting. <laughs> you know, you know, I get a tr- I get in trouble every time out. I say this. <laughs> oh, they, they they saved up longer, but now they're starting to move out. But I, you know, again, I I think that they're, you know, they're they, what they're looking for is a little <clears> bit, <throat> you know, they're looking for a social. Um, they want everything open near them. Um, I don't know if they need as large properties as as i did yeah (laughs) yeah some of us want and you know what i just heard i gotta tell you this i have a a guy that calls me from uh, europe all the time on he's building these smart cities and he told me that in in china and they and he thinks it will be a trend down the road that you'll have a social a, a social number so in other words you will let's say you're not a nice person you're like a scrooge (laughs) <laughs> not nice, you're not nice to people, your social number will be low. And there'll be communities that you can't get in because you need a high social number. Are they doing this in China? Yes. They're experimenting <laughs> with it. Now, well, whether I, I that this, works would, or not, this would be bad news for me and a lot of other people I know. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So tell yeah. us, I, 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 I want to, because we're going to, the show is only a few minutes, and I have a question I have to ask them. Well, I'll ask Sheila in one second. What do you see? What do you see going on? I mean, I you know, I think New York's still number one as far as places to go. Sure. Uh, totally number one. And, and, and you know, there's a, so much of the coverage, the media is so negative. Emphasize, there's too much emphasis yeah. on what a couple of people tweet, you know, on Twitter and all this sort of stuff, which isn't representative of anything or anybody. Well, what I see is I've, I'm a New Yorker. I was born in Brooklyn in, in a long, long time ago in 1950. The city has never been in such good condition. And this is despite uh, having what I believe was a disastrous mayor. Um, uh, <clears throat> despite please, a, I don't talk a, politics, but we can't say that because everyone's in agreement. Um, it's a mayor, the resiliency of the city in the face of all the changes you know, the social changes, the demographic changes, you know, the, the rise of, of the digital era and how, you know, job losses in retail, all these different things. Yeah, it's all true and it's all worth discussing. It's, it, they're important issues. But what do I do? I look around and, and, yeah, there's a dip in the residential real estate market. It's only a dip. It's not a, you know, it's not a collapse or anything of the sort. And I think that a dip is actually healthy for everybody in the long run. But what do I I look around and all I see is that parts of the city that used to be basically off limits, either there was nothing there, no reason to go there or too dangerous to be there, are now, you know, blossoming with all kinds of new projects. The waterfront. Look at the waterfront. I I credit a lot of that to uh, former Mayor Bloomberg. 
uh, with his rezonings. Um, right. New parks everywhere. Um, you know, we have this story uh, today. Amazon is moved, uh, took three, four hundred thousand square feet at a, uh, a an old building that S.L. Green bought uh, in the Hudson Yards neighborhood, not at Hudson Yards itself, but in the neighborhood where uh, well, that's refurbished. Who ever went to 10th Avenue before other than no to one. get your tires fixed? No one. No one. And, you know, if I if I have it right, Steve transformed Time Warner like it made the west side and that all that area on the east side, the west side, it, it changed its whole face. And I, I I think that down the road, that'll be Hudson Yards. That whole area is going to obviously change. And you know what I said on the show? There might be protesters, but, you know, different strokes for different folks. I think it's good to have an Amazon. I think that they bring jobs. They bring, you know, and we have a great talent, pool talent in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, people want to be here. Let me take some quick questions. Sheila, you've been on the line for a long time. Yes. Can I help you? Yes. Yes. Can you hear me, Dottie? Yes, I can. Okay. I live in Rockland County. I'm a senior. I'm considering selling my home, which would probably sell in the 500000 range. It's in a desirable elementary school, kind of the hot school right now. So, And I'm just watching many uh, homes on my street have turned over recently. Everybody seems to be able to sell their home within about nine months, I would say. So I'm asking you... I'm on a stay in the area. My children are in this area. Uh, what makes the most sense to buy uh, a condo now? Not now, but when I'm getting ready, I'm, I'm thinking of the spring. Is it better to buy a condo uh, before you've actually sold the house? I don't believe, I, as I said, that I will have the houses in good condition. It's always been kept up. And as I said, well, let me. Let me cut to the chase. I, it, it really, look, if you want to be safe, what you first should start doing now is just going out and seeing what you can get and how much it's going to cost you if you were to buy a condo. And that right. you should do before you put your house on the market, period. Just see, hey, this is what's going to cost me. This is the average price. Do I think that I want to spend that? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, and unless you have money to carry both, you're, oh, you know, and some people do, I don't know your financial situation, but unless you can carry two things at the same time, I'm always saying, well, sell your property. If you have to put your stuff in the temporary storage and rent something for six months, do it. But, you know, if you don't have the money to carry both, you don't want to be, bridge loans are very expensive. Um, right. You don't so, but I would say start looking now just to make sure that you can find something that you would like to live in and what that's going to cost you. And, um, okay. And then, and, and then get an idea from some brokers about what your property will sell for. And usually it sells in about six months. And have okay. a great holiday. Thanks for calling. You too. Thanks, Thank Sheila. You. Bye now. Thanks. Um, Martha Quick from New Jersey. Hi, Martha. Hi, Daddy. How can we help you this morning? I can hardly hear you, Dottie. Can you hear me now? A little better, yeah. Okay, so I can hear you. uh, I have a son that's a medically risk, um, and he has a home, and he's now single, and he has no children. And he asked me for my Social Security number so he could put 
me on the on the house as a as a uh, I guess you know when if he passes that I, I would get the house. But I was wondering, since I'm on limited income, would that be a taxable um, procedure or what? I think Martha, Wait. this is Andrew Lieb speaking. How you doing? I think you really should speak to an attorney because it sounds peculiar to me that he would ask for your social security number on this. And it sounds like you should speak to someone from Medicaid planning for him and you should get into a lot more detail. And unfortunately, yeah. well, I'd love to help you right now. We only have two minutes left and this is like a 20 minute conversation. So either call us back call next us week at 866-970-9622 or call please. an attorney. Yeah, and Steve, thank you so much. Well, we hope you come on again. We could talk to you for an hour. You have so much knowledge. We love Steve. I didn't even get to get a question. Bye, everyone. Yeah, I know. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.